Good evening, TDN listeners and viewers. Good evening to my guests uh, my, and my audience on this weekend interview. Welcome. It's Wednesday night and it's the highlight of my week because I get to spend an hour or so with you. And I appreciate you making this weekend interview a part of your, of your weekly schedule. I really appreciate you that you come back. I have some regular listeners and viewers who come back every Wednesday and they spend that hour with us and I'm very, very appreciative of your time. And if tonight is the first time that you're listening to this weekend interview, welcome. I hope you like um, the program sufficiently that you will come back. A special good night if you're listening on Nature Isle, um, DigiPlay Channel 59 if RVR Jams uh, carries this weekend interview. And anywhere you're listening from, I want you to share the live uh, and um, we are on Facebook, on This Week in Interview Facebook page and TDN Radio Facebook page. We are also on YouTube, on TDN Network One. On YouTube, we're also on Instagram and all the other um, social media platforms. Welcome to This Week in Interview. If you're listening to us or viewing us on Facebook or, or um, YouTube, I want you to subscribe. Uh, subscribe to the to the channel and also um hit the notification bell so you can know the next time that we are on live on this weekend interview i want you to bear with me i'm getting over a touch of a slight cold so i'm a little nasal and um, i guess you can hear it i'm a little nasal and, and maybe a little sniffle so just bear with me um i have a very interesting guest tonight and so i don't expect i have to do a lot of talking uh, because um, he has so much information to share. And when we listen to him, he's always so generous with his information. And so uh, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we declared January Awareness Month, January Awareness Month. The first two weeks in, in January, we dealt with like setting your goals, how you go about picking the goals that you should set and setting yourself up for success. And then we had... In the, uh, in the third week, we had Dr. Trippi come around and help us to for our mindset so that we can set ourselves up even more for, for success and to understand um, the things that motivate us and so on. And then last week, we dealt with the body. You know, So you have your strong mind in a healthy body. My motto from, from grammar school, my alma mater, uh, who celebrated the 130th anniversary, strong mind in a healthy body. And so... We're continuing the theme of awareness tonight, but in this time, it is awareness in terms of how you view, how you interact with your outside world, which is, which is governed by your sense of identity. How do you identify yourself? What community do you see yourself belonging to? I should really say what communities you see yourself belonging to because we, we wear multiple hats. And so, that's what we're going to be dealing with tonight. And what happens is that yesterday was the World Day for African and Afro-descendant culture. And so we, I decided that since most of us, not all of us, but most of us, um, part of our identity is an African heritage, especially if we're Caribbean of origin. We may not be fully African, most of us are not. We may have some Kalinago in us, we have some European in us, um, some indigenous in us, um, but 
we have a, a major part of African in us. And since they were recognizing African and African descendant culture, we did, I decided to twin the two. Um, that's one of the reasons. Uh, but, but the other reason is that as people who identify, who may identify as um, having some African heritage, how does that inform how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves interacting with the world? So that is what tonight is going to be about. I may be making it sound a little complicated, but not trust me. When my guest comes in, um, he's going to just really um, crystallize his thoughts. We're going to have a really interesting conversation about that topic. So it's still Awareness Month, but how are we aware of our identity, what makes up our identity. When we say we are Dominican, or when we say we are Grenadian, or we are Trinidadian, or we, we are from St. Kitts, or wherever it is that we're from, how does that inform our identity, our sense of self, and in turn, how does that affect how we interact with the world? And, and how, what is the context that would help us to really be able to navigate where we find ourselves as Caribbean people with an Afro um, sort of um, heritage, but existing in the Caribbean that's in the Western part. So it's, it can get complicated, but how do we make it simple so that it's easy to, to navigate? Um, so instead of the Caricom and family, I'm just going to take a quick break just to play a little um, thematic music, some incidental music that, that is fitting, I think, to the topic that we're going to discuss. And when I come back, I'm going to be joined with by my guest, Dr. Irvin Pascal, or how we affectionately know him as IP. And we, he's going to be with me for the hour. And we are going to have a really profound but interesting conversation. So stay tuned and we'll be right back.
All right. As long as you are a black man, you are an African. Do you believe that is being an African part of your identity? Do you see yourself as an African, even if you're living in the Caribbean, even if you're living in New York City like myself? Um, do you agree with that? Let's see if we can unpack some of those um, thoughts. Some of them that we've taken for granted, some of them that has been automatic, you know, awareness. We have to start to question the things that we do almost on autopilot. And that is how we increase our awareness. So let me not waste any more time and introduce you to my guest for tonight, Dr. Irvin Pascal, air, nose, and throat specialist. Well, he's also, um, I call him a community advocate, and, and that's, his, that's the role he's in here tonight. Um, IP, you've been here before, but it's been a while. So welcome back. It's great to have you. And your um, audience, um, those at home and those abroad. Yes, it's been a while. Um, and I must admit, I haven't been following the program in the last year or so. So I'm pretty much out of um, touch. And I didn't even realize that um, you are quite global now, more so than um, when I was here like two or three years ago. So that, that, that's, that's excellent. Um, I just want to start, I just want to premise everything I'm going to say by saying that um, I consider myself no expert on anything that I say on any of these topics. Um, the little expertise that I have lies in my profession as an ear, nose and throat surgeon. Um, that's the only thing I claim to have to be specialized in. Um, what I like, what I do on these programs or what I do is to share what little knowledge, what little information, especially what little, some of my own personal perspectives as I seek to what I call honor my ancestors. And I might maybe um, pre put in front of that, describe that as my African and Kalinago ancestors. So most of what I do as a community um, advocate is really about honoring those uh, particularly particular ancestors. So, so that's, that's the vein in which I'd like people, the listeners or those looking at the program to remember that I'm no expert in any <laughs> of these um, issues. So, so the, the idea is not necessarily to talk to an expert, right? Yeah. The idea is just to talk about the topic because, as I said, um, the month is Awareness Month. Yes. And, and, you know, as soon as you communicate about the topic, you bring that topic into your awareness. Right. So, so the thing is that we, we go around every day and sometimes we have automatic responses. We see something happen to a Black person and we say, oh, that's my people. Um, mm -hmm. We see something happen in Dominica and we say, oh, it's just my country. You know, we hear about the Caribbean vibe and we say, I'm a, I'm a West Indian, I'm a Caribbean person. <laughs> but but do, we really, do we really examine and say, why do we consider ourselves any of those things and what does it really mean? What does it mean to be a Dominican? Is it that um, you have to eat saltfish and breadfruit or, you know, that, that kind of thing? So it's, yeah. not, it's not necessarily that someone has to be an expert. Yeah, it yeah. is that you can have a conversation and yeah. therefore it brings people awareness 
and focus onto that topic and get them to think about and question, right? Yeah, and and that's 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 important because even me accepted to participate in the program. I, I, initially, I was a little bit hesitant because um, of the top of the. It was celebrating something that, to be honest, I wasn't even aware of that UNESCO from in 2019 had designated. Um, the 24th of January as World African World Day of Af World Day World African Day and Afro Descendant Culture. Culture, mm -hmm. and and just the fact that even in Dominica today, I mean, I don't know in the other Caribbean islands that there's been no, you know, there's been no awareness of this. As we spoke about awareness, there's no that isn't even on the calendar of things that we look up to. It, it's, it says a lot already, but right. the, but even the topic, even the, the 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 name of the day, that it, it really speaks to what we're talking about, self, because it says African and Afro descendant culture. But to me, those are those are terms that need to be defined. Do we mean? What do we mean by African? What do we mean by Afro-descendant? So, for example, me, I never use the word of African descent to, to refer to myself. I, I didn't descend from anything. As far as I'm concerned, I as, I'm ascending on the mm -hmm. back and the shoulders of those who went before. So okay. even UNESCO using a word like Afro-descendant, mm -hmm. it's a bit loaded for me already. So, um, so and then you, when you think about it, it it's... For the 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 what is African then? I mean, what do they mean when they say African? Is it somebody who is born on the continent? Is it is it an is it a Nigerian? Is it somebody from Ghana? I mean, and as they said, it, there are so many different cultures, and and what do they mean by culture? Do they mean um, what I call the the bouquet of the culture, the arts? It seems that's what they mean: song, dance, food clothes, which for me is not the culture, because these are aspects of the culture to me, or the bouquet of the different cultures. So and so it, it already is, is a loaded um, designation, and, right. and it feeds to me into something that, that maybe doesn't help us to come to terms with, with who we really are. Because it, if, it, if it's put in culture, especially just within, within the, the scope of the usual things, for example, when we talk about culture in Dominica, we're really talking about art and song and dance and clothes and food. Right. But, but culture is much more than that. And that for me is just the expression of the culture because simply for me, the, the culture is really how I think about the things I do. So if I'm creating a piece of art, the culture is how do I think about that piece of art? How do I, if I eat in um, a certain color, is, is how do I feel about it? That's the, the culture. Do I feel this, this is the best meal that Dominica can produce? Or do I feel that I'm eating this? Kalaloo because I don't have anything else to eat and I wish I was eating a, a Kentucky. So 
it's it's I think these are the things that that made me feel well, okay, maybe I would I wouldn't mind participating in this discussion because I think it's very important because we tend to mix up um in my view at least um heritage, tradition and culture. And I think there's a significant problem with or significant challenge in differentiating between the cultural arts and and or and the and culture, which and is culture. the cultural arts are expression of the culture. So if you only see culture as the arts, then you're not going to be going a bit deeper and saying, well, why are we playing Buyong music? Or why we play Kadans? Or why we play Calypso? You're just going to say, well, we're just going to play Calypso or play reggae and say, well, that's our culture. But no, but that's an expression of our culture because there were reasons, there were other things that determined why we ended up playing that or why we didn't play something else. So, right. So, I think I it's. it's like for a little, let me jump in a little bit and, yeah. and try to see if I can interpret what you're saying, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you and in song that Ophelia had a few years ago when she said, Mashe Confamati Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like a young lady, she, she's an Antillian lady, right? Yeah. That is what you're referring to. Is the whole demeanor, the whole department, um, everything about her that makes her a, uh, 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 an Antillian woman, right. and right. and so it's it, it's the whole embodiment of what makes you Dominican, because right. because Saint Lucia speaks Creole, Saint Lucia does Madras, Saint Lucia does Scalalu, Saint Lucia does saltfish and breadfruit, Saint Lucia mm -hmm. does quadrille. What's the difference between a Saint Lucia and a Dominican? That's what I'm hearing you saying, and that is where well, the, yes. the, the culture comes in. Yeah, because. The, the, the culture really, and it's interesting that they use that word at UNESCO because, and mm -hmm. then they, they don't, in, in, I'm just, re, I was reading the prelude to the day, and they don't speak at all to that aspect of it. Now, right. the, the, the issue is that the culture is really, as I said, the way you think about the things you do. Mm -hmm. And where does that thinking come from? It, it comes from the programming you've had. It depends on what you've heard before, what those before you did, what you're hearing today, what you're seeing. So that's how we all become programmed and develop an identity. So you might find that there is very little difference in 2023 in the different cultures because we also must accept that, it, it, well, that there is a, an aspect of the culture which is like cultural imperialism, where your all the things that you that will determine that will program in you to to think a certain way about what you do, if it only comes from one source, if it only comes from New York, if it only comes from London, it doesn't come from Nigeria, it doesn't come from China, it doesn't come from India, then you become, a, you be, you, you're culturally then, your programming then determines how you express that self. So then it, 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 it then becomes difficult to say, well, um, in today's world, 
to find a pure Dominican culture or a Dominican culture that is much different from any other culture except that it happens in Dominica. There might be very little that's influencing it or there might be more commonality because we all program from the same source. So if there is no programming from, let's say, the, the, the continental Africa, if, 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 if so, it's difficult to say you are you're, you're, you're practicing an African culture. If there is no programming that comes from the Kalinago heritage, it's difficult to say that or you're expressing a, a Kalinago culture because that's why you might find the production of things, the things we create, don't seem to have any sort of indigenous flavor. Indigenous, we, we might be more interested in, in making sure it has aspects of what we've been programmed. Right. And so I'm saying, so that is, so even when Tosh speaks about, for example, don't care where you come from, you're an African, um, it, he might be talking more about geographically, not culturally, because you could come from Nigeria and your whole way you think about the way you live is, might be based on the fact that you spend most of your school days in London and everything you do, you, might, you were just born in Nigeria, but your whole expression of who you are, the things you like, the way you think about the local things, it's, it's all... It's more European than Nigerian. Right. So, yeah. so I think it's, it's, it's important that we look at that because it's, it's what we do when we say we are Dominican. I mean, right. what does that mean? Besides, what does that mean? Besides being born here, which, which I consider the geography of the geography I was born here, the universe ensured that I was born here. I had no control over that. Or having a, from a diplomatic or administrative perspective, having a passport that said, uh, says I'm a citizen of Dominica. The interesting thing for me is what other characteristics, what other practices, what is the way I think about my everyday life that makes me Dominican? And I think in, in understanding self, these are the things that we are, because we might think because we were born here and we have a passport here, we are uh, maybe less American than we would like to believe when our whole so, programming has been American. Has been American. No, that, that is so important. And that is why the conversation tonight is, is important because we don't think about those things. And then when we see the, dis, the dismantling and, and the unraveling of our society, we, we wonder what is happening, right? Um, but, but if, like you say, our identity, when, when we created our identity, there wasn't anything Dominican that, that really informed us in the formation of our identity. So for example, if you want to bring in practical terms, for example, Tom Fontaine wrote a book called The Maroons of Dominica that really spoke about some of our ancestors who were oppressed and brutalized and, and the different, he went into great details, the, the, you know, the, the struggles that they went through, but the strategizing and the actions that they took to, to fight back and to get us to where we are today. Yeah. So if, for example, those type of stories are not part of our education yeah. and, and they're not 
uh, and they don't form a regular part of our nursery rhymes and our our court or programming, programming our programming that's what then, i call it then then our our identity doesn't have doesn't incorporate that into us and, and so therefore it's very easy for example for another culture to come into our culture and we don't right. see no big deal they're people too and well that is shiny over there so we go towards that so so that this conversation that we i think we're having um is a conversation that needs to be had more widespread and and with more people involved yeah and and because the 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 importance of it from from my perspective is that i subscribe to to a view that says whatever identity I give to anything or whatever identity I internalize about anything, including myself, my thinking becomes a slave to that. So that means if I identify myself as a Dominican, right. my once I internalize that identity, even if I don't really have a true definition or I'm absolutely clear about what it is to be a Dominican. But once I say I am a Dominican and I internalize that, then all my thinking becomes a slave to validate that identity for anything. And, and, and that's how the human mind works. That's how the human consciousness works. That if I identify that as a dog, I will, my mind will automatically think in a way to validate the identity I have given to that animal. So I will always treat it as a dog. I will just say what I need to say because I've already in given it that identity. So right. it's, it's the same thing when we give uh, any identity to anything, whether it's your African, your black man, your West Indian, your identity. So if you don't if there's nothing in our programming that makes us identify with being an African, there is no way we're going to think and behave like an African. And then sometimes we don't even have the necessary knowledge we need to know, well, that's you know the how, point. How, 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 how do you become an African? That's the point. Um, is, it, is it just because our ancestors um, were, were brought over here? And um, and they were enslaved, and they had kids, and maybe three or four generations later we show up. Okay, so that makes us African. But um, what else? What you know? What else? How how, how do we how do we demonstrate that? How how, is, how does that show up in our lives? Well, you see, well the 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 other thing about it is that it's your it's your really your thought and your behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, that would determine whether you behave as an African or you behave as an European or you behave as a Dominican. So when, 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 when I think about it, if you, well, I've had the, the good fortune to be exposed to African thought and culture, or at least way back, long before slavery and all of that. And it would seem that the... The, the foundation is based on more about the coexistence of stuff 
the up, right. uh, that the coexistence of opposites as opposed to polarization, which I think is a lot more European. Right. And it's to and, capture and, and, and to always, conquer. Yeah. Yes, to 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 control and then to control and conquer and to dominate. And that has led, and since that is the predominant um programming that we have, it would be obvious that we will develop some some of that culture because that's what we've been programmed to by people who, who see more separation of things. For example, when we talk about Dominica, the nature I it's it's why it's maybe so difficult for us to embrace it and for us to 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 almost make that our sacred mission to keep it the nature isle is maybe because unlike maybe our Kalinago ancestors and our um, enslaved Negmao ancestors, the the programming we've had is the programming of the European that has that separates us separates themselves from nature from nature mm -hmm. from nature so you, you are not nature so instead of working and coexisting with nature you then will develop an identity or thoughts and behavior that is always fighting against nature no, no you know that is true you know um I, I, right where you right that point is something that is so salient in dominica you hear people say like they go to a village and they say that village has so much trees so right. much bush, right. so much like, uh, and in a connotation to say that that place is undeveloped, right? It's and, and so, and so the European, um, the European like um, culture, Mindset. if you want to call yeah. it that, is that these things are wild and they have to be tamed for some kind of economic benefit, benefit. Right. no matter how short term it is or right. whatever it is. The the idea is you have to conquer and exploit all of these natural resources right. for for some kind of economic growth one of, one of the guests is is, is saying that um, one of our listeners is saying that um they he's not sure if a, a real dominican culture exists as we were influenced by different cultures during colonization uh, but but yeah. in a sense though isn't that 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 in a sense is what the dominican culture is that's the that's point it, right that is a, that is that is in a sense the dominican culture we may not want to accept that mm. but if you examine and if you if you say how do you how do you what is what is culture what is really culture and it's really about how you think about the way you do you would say the, do, the, the Dominican culture is no different from maybe American or British culture in 2023. Because most of what has programmed the way we see life has come from those sources, as opposed to, um, let's say, Asian sources like Chinese, Indian, or, or, or African sources, or traditional indigenous people's sources. So it's that is so he's quite right because the, he's looking for something that doesn't exist that's not real because he's looking for an idea of culture when culture is the way you live the way you think every day about everything you do what you eat um what you drink what you listen to what you like what you don't like that's that's how that's that's really and truly your culture and what informs that 
is the is the way um, you've been programmed and what the identity you've given to things. So if you've only grown up in Dominica, born and raised, you don't look at TV, you don't listen to radio, you don't get the news, obviously everything that feeds into you would have come only from Dominica. So you made from that person, which would have happened years ago, um, as opposed to now where little of what happens only in Dominica informs our program. Right. So we don't go to the river anymore. We uh, we <laughs> inside all of the time. We, we, we need to talk a little bit more about this thing, but I'm pressed for, for, uh, for a commercial break. Get yeah. from our sponsors. So when we come back, we're going to really try to bring in, try to really get people to see those things and to, and to understand how we can change that, if right. it is our desire to change it, um, of course. So folks, my guest tonight is um, Dr. Irvin Pascal, and, and we're talking about our identity um, and, and, and what, what informs it, what shaped it, and, and how it influences our everyday, our everyday lives and decisions. So we'll be right back. Let's take a quick break forward from our sponsors. Presented by People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. Looking to promote your business, engage current customers, and reach new people? Well, look no further. From the basic presentation to a fully-fledged advertisement, use your video ads to attract customers. At Man's Audiovisual Productions, we do just that. We produce videos for business and event promotions, product demo videos, animated explainer videos, 
fundraiser ads, and much, much more. Engage your clients and sell online. We customize the video to match your brand design. Guaranteed to play flawless on all devices, including smart TVs. Contact us at telephone number 203-690-4342 or 767-245-6238. Visit our website, mansaudiovisual.com or email us at derekvideo at gmail.com. Also known as Your Girl Tiny. I'm inviting you guys to stay tuned on Dissect. Saturday the 28th of January at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Caribbean Time. I will be talking about my journey as the proud owner of Tiny Hands Love. Stay tuned on TDNTV.net, Island Therapy Facebook, and Island Therapy YouTube. See you there. Yeah, dissect on Saturday at 7 p.m. New York time, 8 p.m. Dominica time. They always have some very, very interesting guests and they take the pull back the curtain, show you what's happening behind the scenes. We have man audio visuals. They do all our graphics and, and our camera work. Um, they can do from flyers all the way up to full blown production um, and live streams. So contact them, man's audio visual. We have Beacon Dental. They have a, just a state-of-the-art dental facility in Boston, Massachusetts. They do everything dental. So oral surgery, orthodontics, periodontics, um, everything you go. They have the specialists there to do and very friendly and warm atmosphere. So if you're within reach of there, it's worth, it's worth going there, um, Beacon Dental. But I want to take two seconds to talk about BuyDominicaOnline.com because um, Lover's Day is coming up, uh, 14th of February. And don't tell me every day is Lover's Day. We know that. Just like every day is Mother's Day and every day is our birthday. But, but we know we have that special day. And so I encourage you to take a look at BuyDominicaOnline.com and put together a little romantic package for the people in your life that you want to give a present for Valentine's Day. Do it, it will be unique and the products are extremely high quality. So go there and buy onlinedominica.com. And um, if you're doing anything special for Valentine's Day and you want to have it um, streamed or you want to make a production out of it that you can keep for memory sake, contact man on man's audio visual, all right? Those are the folks. Now, also this weekend, starting on Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is 27, 28, 29th in New Jersey, in Somerset, New Jersey, Tribal Innovative Theater Company. Um, it's a theater company. The director is of Dominican descent. They're putting on a, a, a play um, in Somerset, New Jersey called Love, Freedom, and Other Lies from the South. I, I went to one of their rehearsals and it is tremendous. Young people just get into character and they really, um, you know, get the message out there. So go, go look at it. It's a night out. It's um, at 7 p.m. on Friday and Saturday and 3 p.m. on Sunday. 
um, in Somerset, New Jersey. Just Google Tribal Innovative Theater Company and you will see all the good work that they did. The last production they did, they were nominated for 10 out of 14 awards um, in the New Jersey state, state of New Jersey. Um, I guess they have almost like a Tony Awards there. And, and so that tells you the caliber of productions that they do. Uh, tonight, if you joined us a little late, my guest tonight is Mr. Is Dr. IP, Irvin Pascal. He's an air, nose, and throat specialist. And although he's practicing and he has his um, business in Dominica, um, check him out. But that's not the hat he's wearing tonight. But um, I'll give him the opportunity to tell you how to contact him. Because if you have those needs, or somebody in Dominica has a need for his services, he is highly skilled, um, vastly experienced, and very capable. So I'll give him the opportunity to do that. Um, but tonight we're talking about identity. And we, we kind of try to wrap our minds around um, what we mean by identity, what we mean by culture, what are the things that um, that comprise our culture and how our thinking, our, our sense of identity influences how we make decisions and how we receive information, how we interpret information. Um, IP, I want to expand it a little bit. Let, let, I know because um, the, 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 the day is African and Afro-descendant mm -hmm. culture. Quite, let's get past all the, little, the all the major issues with the, with the nomenclature. Yeah. Um, a black man in New York is a tough thing. I imagine a black man in the Caribbean also has its own challenges. Yeah. Uh, how do we even approach talking to black people about um, thinking about their identity, how they identify themselves and, and how that affects the way they navigate in the world and how, and how maybe they can improve their life by just thinking about that whole aspect of Because sometimes our, our reaction is automatic. I'm a black man. What does that mean? I don't know. You know? um what does that mean as you're a black man i'm a black woman what some and there's some negative um cultural responses to that um so let's 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 approach that let's take it international and try to hold it back mm -hmm. in um what what exactly is me and you uh you know with, with dark skin i consider myself african i don't know if you do but but how, how do we even approach that well well <laughs> When people ask me for um, my bio, I, I, it usually is a bit ticklish for me because <laughs> I realize how loaded it is. So I usually just start to saying basically, um, I'm a human being, first of right. all, mm -hmm. um, of African ascent because I, do, I maintain I didn't descend from anybody. I ascended and I'm ascending. Mm -hmm. And uh, doing um, honoring my ancestors in the best way I can, and my duty to them in the context of the time. Mm. Um, so, so based on that, I mean, I think it's important that that we recognize the extent to which how we become, how we come to be, whatever we are today. I think that's. That's what we don't examine. That's what causes most of the problems. And um, because we seem to, especially as black people, we seem to have been 
programmed or deprogrammed into wanting to know what happened before we actually came here. And when, and, and we seem to, um, how it has been so, we have been so well deprogrammed that we don't voluntarily, or we, we, we don't consciously want to know anything of ourselves before um, we were enslaved as people. So the, I think primarily the, the absence of that information as to who we were before we became who somebody else think we should be is absent from our life experiences to a, such a significant extent that we don't realize that we are everything we have consumed have made us products of the same thinking and behavior that led to our enslavement and our colonization. So really and truly the culture that we practice every day and we express is what you would call the culture of the global village. And, um, and we might struggle because unconsciously we have other attributes, we have other aspects of ancient culture that we have but it's hidden it's not we're not aware of it subconsciously i think we might be aware that it's there but it's hardly expressed and we don't even really know it much less to express it i think we're just aware that there are some differences so we are actually i'm saying products of what we call now the global village and that's the culture by and large we practice and we would like to think otherwise but I argue that that's the culture we practice. And what are the characteristics of that culture? For example, that we believe in salvation outside of ourselves. And if you, you can see it manifesting in our difficulty, the challenges we have in doing for us what we can do for ourselves. We seem to be dependent on others most of the time to do for us what we can or what we should be doing for ourselves. So we become a very dependent society, like, like everybody else in the global village, that somebody else must do everything for us and then all we can do is consume that. So we, we are part of this global village culture is, is like a consumer culture, but it's not only consuming um, what you eat and what you close, it's also consuming, we, consume thought and behavior. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And that thought and behavior, it came from the same sources that enslaved us. And it told us that we were nothing before slavery. So we don't want to know what, ha what, what happened before slavery because that's not the, we've been programmed to, to see that as not anything you want to interfere with. So that's one. The second thing of that global village culture is something that is referred to as rugged individualism, which is the individual that takes preeminence over the collective. So that, that um, like they have a college show this year about what? Doggy dog and that type of thing. So mm -hmm. that's what we mean when we say that. It's, it's, it's about, we are more about the individual, but where did we learn that? From that same global village culture. Um, 
we have this 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 thing that the more we consume, the more human we are, the more we have. We want to collect. We just want to acquire stuff, accumulate, even if we don't know what we're going to do with, with what we accumulate, even if we have no idea of what is the usefulness of what we accumulate or where did it come from. Um, that global village culture, which is why I have issues with that UNESCO thing, is that is that it's also that might is right. It's never about um, let us let us um, what's the word when you transact? Let us let us come let's to negotiate. Uh, let us yeah. Negotiate. It's mm -hmm. about might is right. So and and so these are the aspects. It's also about a culture that says basically women are created to be controlled by men or one set of people uh, are created to control another set of people. So that's, that's, that's what we have to live with. And the conflict is that we have to live with that, but it doesn't benefit us. Uh, we, we see it. We're not going anywhere quickly. We're still at the bottom of the list. We're still at the bottom of the ranks. We still don't seem to be have the respect and um, and respect that we think we are entitled to as human beings. So it means that that culture that we have consumed, we have to accept it as a reality, but we, we have to realize it, be able to dissect it for what it is and realize we have to do something about that culture. We need... We need to program our children different. We need to give them more information than we had. We know a lot more now about ancient Africa, about other cultures, whether it's Chinese, Indian, and, and we know the truth about, we, we know a lot more, I won't say truth, a lot, we have a lot more factual information as to what went on during that period that we don't want to, that we very, you know. It's traumatic, so it's traumatic difficult to go back there. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And the colonization, which yeah. we didn't have before. So, mm -hmm. so we, we basically need a reprogramming for so we can sort ourselves out. But if we continue to only consume that global village culture that's been imposed on us, the more things change, the more they will remain the same. So I think that is where I would... Well, that is how I would respond to the question you asked. What do you do? Mm -hmm. it, it means you have to do more than what you've been taught to do. You have to have more information than that was being given to you. It means you have to search for the self that you don't know, which is, which is something I always remember about the ex when Malcolm X explained the reason for the X in his name, why he put an X in his name. He said, and oh. That's what it was said. He said, I didn't hear him say that the X denoted his connection to his unknown past and all his future possibilities. So mm -hmm. I think that is, is maybe the crux of the matter for African and people of African ascent in the contemporary modern world. Exactly, right? And so there's a couple of things that you said in there that, that I think are nuggets. Is that the results that we've been getting so far have not been favorable. Right. We, we, we're still the first set of people to get abused, the first set of people to get disrespected, the last set of people to 
to be given anything beneficial. Mm. Um, and so it means that what we've been doing in the sense of, of, of how we think of ourselves or who we think we are is flawed. So, so, so that's probably the first one. If we have to admit that and we have to understand that. And then if you know what that you're existing in a flood condition, the next logical step is what can we do about it? And what we can do about it is, is simple. Maybe start expecting more respect. Um, starting with self-respect. You know, start respecting yourself more. Because if you, re if you respect yourself, automatically you get more respect because you will not stand for disrespect. Um, and so... I like I like where you went through that question. I did not I didn't expect that, but but that is the best answer, really. It's it's you know look at where we are, and if we agree that the results we're getting is not favorable, ask why, okay. and what can we do about it? And yeah, then you seek solutions, which is which is how uh, uh, what I call a human behaves. Which is how right. human beings have behaved, and. Um, and I think our failure to do that is reflective of the extent to which we've been programmed not to see ourselves as equal human beings to everyone else. So somehow, somewhere in our programming in, 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 or the culture that we've imbibed, it has maybe not helped us to, to we say it, but it, in our actions, we don't treat our own individual lives as precious and as sacred as another life. Because if we did, we'd take less instructions from others that we don't know. If we did, we'd be creating more solutions for ourselves. If, if my life is equal to yours, why am I waiting for you to solve my problems? Right. It's my problems. I should solve it. But the only way I'm sitting there waiting for you to solve it is because I think you may be better than me. I might want to say, but my actions reflect that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, And so I'm saying, so it's to first ex accept that, but realizing that that's not any fault of yours. It happened, it happened. So what do you do? And, and what do you do depends on, on realizing that you are not who, you are not the best that you can be and maybe you should go and look to the past. In the past, you will find everything you need to maybe improve the future possibilities because who you are today is there's a past that you don't remember. That is you. And there is a future possibilities that you don't know yet. Right. So, so you live in today, but... Who you are today is maybe the least of who you are or who you can be. Or who you can be. So if you found out more about yourself from your past, which is which obviously must go right back to the African continent, because our past, I think that has been one of the significant problems. When we talk about our past, we don't even go back to our grandmothers, the, our great-grandmothers these days, or our grandfather. Um, before, we used to go back to say it started in slavery when we were brought here. But no, I don't even know because, <laughs> I mean, even me, I mean, how much do I know about my great-grandmother? And um, how much do I know about, you know, 
really and truly what happened in slavery. Yeah, we, the thing we, about we, the thing so about that is that is the thing about it is that we have to recognize that because we were treated as property, the the information was not created for our benefit. That's the point. We were treated as inventory. So we so we have to go and find a plantation and look at the, you know, it's like you're counting head of cattle, how many cattle that this person had and that person had. And so it's not for the benefit of the cattle, it's for the benefit of the person who wants to buy your ranch. Um, and so that information about ourselves is very limited. You know, that's first to think about. The other thing that we have to realize is um, there's a, a Columbia-trained um, journalist called Milton Alimadi, and he, he wrote a book called The Hats of Darkness. And in that book, he documents um, how when the, the, new, the major news agencies in, in Europe and in America, when their reporters were in Africa and they would be sending back stories, any story that showed anything in Africa in a, in a positive light was not published. It, 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 the editorial decisions were made not to publish it. They would only publish stories from Africa that showed destruction and whatever and whatever. And so they deliberately had us, not just us, but their own people too, consume that message that there's right. nothing good in Africa. There's only destruction in Africa. Africans are, are underdeveloped and disorganized and tribal in the sense of war. And, and so for that period of time during colonization, it was a deliberate decision not to publish anything positive about Africa. And so you have multiple generations of people from all cultures Right. that form that impression, including us, right. that there's nothing good that comes out of Africa. And okay. so it taught us to be ashamed of that aspect of our heritage. That's and so wonderful. we never want to go back there. So, so we don't have to go back and know what happened. We just have to know that somebody, if, somebody, if you know that somebody deliberately, deliberately harmed you, then you can take that portion of the harm and deal with it for what it is, right? Yes, and, and it's, it's, it's even <laughs> worse than that because... The it's not only our not only the land that was colonized or our bodies, it was also our minds. So that it even if you you hid what was good about or productive about us as human beings way back then, but what happened in its place is what was put in its place, and that's where the that's where the major destruction is. Because it was put in its place that um, behavior and thoughts and everything that came from everywhere else except Africa was objective and mm -hmm. objective mm -hmm. wisdom mm -hmm. and God-given and divine. And it really wasn't. And so it, it's something that is an enslavement of our minds, as Bob Marley says, that that that. That is that that's the mental slavery that we haven't actually even started to deal with. That's at right. the core of the to problem. Emancipate ourselves from yes. Yep. And interestingly, as I always say, when I mention that, is that Bob Marley, whether consciously or unconsciously, did say that none but ourselves can free our minds. So it means nobody else can do it for you. And every individual 
can only do it. Nobody can do it for any individual. So it still comes back to the individual, the same self, to, to do the work, to, to understand that at the end of the day, only me can go and find the information, think about me, think about myself to, to, um, to what do you call it, to, what do you call it, liberate my mind. Liberate your mind, yeah. And, and it's interesting that you went to, you went to Bob Marley, you know, and I don't think it's accidental. I, the more, the more I learn about that it's culture clear, yeah. is the more I respect Rasta for reason. Yeah. Um, when Rasta talk about being conscious, and we repeat the word that we have to be conscious, we have to be conscious, but the concept of co being conscious is so deep, yeah. and, and the Rasta centered themselves around that. Yeah. Um, the whole question of I am, I am, I am, I am what I am, and and all of those messages that is baked into, into Rasta for I, um, teachings. Right. Um, again, because of our programming, we were taught to dismiss it. Right. And we focus more on the fact that Rasta think Ailisilasi is God and those kind of things. And therefore we take that one and and use it to to negate all the other teachings of Rasta. Um but we accept the, the Christian God and all the other things that are also difficult just as difficult to prove. Yeah. Um and so more difficult to prove, but more, more, yeah, <laughs> more difficult to prove. More difficult so, to prove. so but, again, it's it's the rethinking, all right. And 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 so it's same thing with voodoo. Yeah. Um, you know, you still hear Dominicans and black people in the Caribbean say that the reason why Haiti is the way it is is because they practice voodoo mm -hmm. and they're being punished by God for practicing voodoo, and that is why they're in the plight that they are in. And you and you and you you're like in 2023, you know. Um, I mean, if all of what we know about what Haiti has gone through, yeah. you really think that it's because they practice voodoo in Haiti that Haiti has um, that Haiti has the pain and suffering that's been imposed on it, and and that is important because now we have Haitians in Dominica who are also bringing some of the Haitian culture, and there's a lot they can teach us. That's but again. Again, we refuse to, to get the lessons that we can learn from them because we we, we come at them with a pre-programmed, preconceived. That's the point. Yeah, and and, we, and it's interesting that 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 you said that um, about the Rastafarians because um, this potential that we think that still is here among us in the Caribbean is is it. When, when you look around, when you look at the Caribbean people or the people we say are West Indians that have excelled on the world stage, and if we were to interview all of them, I think, think we'd find that maybe more than 80% of them really became total humans and that allowed them to be prominent and excel on the world stage after they had found their lost selves or the past, the African past that they did not know. So whether you look at um, Bob Marley and, and Reggae or you look at people like the Derek Walcotts um, yes, like and all these people, mm -hmm. all these people that have achieved global significance, 
um, you will Eric Williams, you will find that they never did that. Most of them, the majority of them, without an awareness of themselves as having an African identity and an African past, that they give value, as opposed to the majority of us that who are not given that value or who don't even know it much as to give it value. And it makes it difficult for us to succeed on the world stage. And I, I would bet my money that if the surveys were done of all these great Nobel Prize winners from the Caribbean, um, the historians, the politicians, you will find that the majority of them, even, even somebody like, from a Dominican perspective, Rosie Douglas, I mean, his majority activity was grounded in his, his awareness of himself as a proud African. And there, herein lies or most of his political activities had to do with a, a sort of African liberation, pan-African um, approach to his life. And so, the, so for me, the extent to which we don't know that, and I can speak from my personal experiences, to the extent to which we don't know that past, that we can choose from it what is good and re reject what doesn't benefit us in these times, is the extent to which we will continue to lag behind. Because so, if you don't know who you are, you're really um, not going to get it. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. So, so what we're seeing is that is a re-examination of our identity. And, right. and to your point, one of my favorite, favorite examples is the West Indies cricket team. Right. Um, when you had Clive Lloyd and Viv Richards and those guys who saw their game of cricket not as a sport, no. but as a as a testament to the there. greatness of, of, of us people. as people, yeah. they, they would refuse to lose a match to somebody from a different culture. And and they would pull victories out of the you know out of the jaws of defeat as if by magic because they to them that was important. And um, as soon as we start moving away from that, and it just became a sport, yes, and, yeah. and 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 you know the, the cricketers, the play, the playboy aspect of their personality became more That's prominent than, than than their identity as West Black people. Yeah, because um, they adopted the, the culture of the global village, it's right? Themselves and not about the collective, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's about accumulation. It's about um you know how we treat problems how we treat challenges instead of collaboration and right and, and one one more example one more example um if we think about the caribbean in the 60s and the 70s and how intolerant we were of any kind of injustice or prejudice yeah. it, we didn't say it wasn't existing it was existing yeah. And it was rampant because you will have things like skin tone. If you're lighter, you're more yeah. valued than if yeah. you're darker. But it was there. Yeah. But yeah. we did not used to stand for it when we could do something about it. Okay. We we did not used to stand for political corruption. We we didn't used to stand for different for various things. Mm -hmm. And look at now. After we've consumed um cable TV for 20 years and and young and the restless and uh, and and those kind of things that become that, that take our attention away from yeah. family and whatever and become um, our culture 
Right. Look, look at look at what is happening in the Caribbean. Almost every island is having a strong man in charge of the country that keeps winning elections, even though it's obvious that they are not doing what is in the best interest of the country. Yes, so, so all that, all that, you know. And practicing might is right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. So, so yeah. So I think that's. I think in 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 the solution. I think it's about realizing that we there's a part of us that we don't know, and the extent to which we don't know that, or what is at least good about it, is the extent to which we deny ourselves, we deny who we are. And thus um, maybe explains um, the sort of confusion and quagmire that we find ourselves in, and we equate we equate culture, we equate identity with the superficial things, the color of your skin, the you know, the music you listen to, and that type of thing. Uh, when it's much more than that, it's a lot more than. And those things is a lot. It's a more about how we think. I maintain how we, I what we identity we give to things. So if you give um, an identity to African things, African um, a negative identity, there's nothing nobody's going to tell you about Africa that you're going to listen to because you've already given that identity. So your your thinking just totally rejects it. So we really have a huge task um, in front of us if we, uh, I think if we're serious about wanting to change and improve things. And I think the, the task is, is, it involves um, a risk, <laughs> I don't like to use that word, but <laughs> maybe that's where I thought we need to reset. Yes. <laughs> you know, let's talk about to reset. That's maybe what we need to reset. We need to reset and look um more to and you know and maybe reject most of all you know reject all not reject but pay a little less attention to the things that others have decided are important for us and start thinking for ourselves and finding all the things that are important for ourselves and, yeah, and, and i and think I, that's, I, that and that that for black people is in pre-slavery continental Africa. So I, I wanted to spin it because we say it's a, it's a great challenge, a big challenge, but from the conversation that we have, it's, a, it's also yeah. a challenge that can be easily fixed. But that's because, a, yeah. because the point is that the, the fixing is, to, is within our, our control completely. Yeah. And we can wake up tomorrow and decide that we're going to re-examine what we who we identify ourselves are and how we're going to reconstitute it it's not going to happen overnight but if we make that decision every time you find yourself going back into the old program you will catch yourself and bring yourself back right that's that's yeah that's 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 where that's a good place to start and also it's also important that we realize that um the adult, the, the future is with the the unborn and the those under 10. And as much emphasis needs to be put there um, in, in, in looking at the way, looking at what we consume, especially 
um, information, where it comes from, um, who, who produces it, why are they producing it? And, and we, we need to expose our young and those whose minds are being formed now, formed now a lot more to that than ours were exposed to. And I think right. that if we can do that, especially in our so-called education system and our religious systems and all the other systems that program us, we will um, maybe can look forward to more positive future possibilities. Certainly, because if we know there's a blind spot, we'll be able to identify that blind spot. It, it will no longer be a blind spot. Now yeah. light will be shone on it. You know, I think this conversation, I hope the, the, the viewers and listeners agree with me that this was such an enlightening conversation. Um, and so, and so relevant, uh, you know, one of the, one of the biggest takeaways for me from our conversation is that everybody, I examine yourself. This is not, yeah. this is not theoretical. This is not esoteric. Yeah. This is not, you know, a concept. Look at where you are right now and decide if the results you have in your life is the best results you think you can achieve. Right. Whether it's your health, whether it's economic, whether it's family, whether it's relationship, whether it's community, whatever. And look at it as a person and look at it in the context of your community. And if you agree that there are areas that are unfavorable, that you, you, that you wish were better, you make a decision that it's it, it it's that way because of the decisions that I make based on the identity that I have. If I change my thinking, I should see a change in those results. I think that's what we're saying in a nutshell. Basically, yes. Not like yeah. that. You, you will see a change in the results. Yes. Because uh, as a man thinketh, so so is he, and so we see he. that all the time. Yeah. You know. So. And and um, you know, your thoughts influence your 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 habits your habits influence your action your action results in your life right. and so what what tonight is about is telling folks examine your thoughts and if and change these thoughts especially the thoughts about yourself as as a person as as a black person um and is is there really something called a black culture you only take that question before we go somebody's asking a question is there really something called a black culture? Well, it goes <laughs> back to that English language. It, it, <laughs> it, it depends on what the person means by black. Let, let, let's, let's say it means African. Culture, but, let's say it means but, African or I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, there is, obviously, because, as I said, um, what informs your culture is basically what you've consumed since you've come into this world. So it's not only, it's, it's all, it's everything around you. It's your relationship to your environment. So what you've consumed from your environment. So if, if you, if you, if you decide, if you define black as African and that's the only thing that has influenced you, there would be something as a black culture, but, as a something as a pure black culture, I I think that's a difficult one. I that's a difficult one. But yeah, I, but, I think... but, but, but I, I'll tell you something. Um, 
for the last what 20 years or so mm -hmm. i've spent most of my time in the united states mm -hmm. uh, but i have visited multiple caribbean countries right what i have found is that no matter which caribbean country i visit when i step off the plane or the boat or whatever it is it's a completely different vibe from when you step back in america right um the the warmth of the people the interaction of the people right. the just the way life is it, it it just you just feel different right totally different it's like it's like jumping in a swimming pool versus jumping in the ocean they, they, they feel different and and so the answer the way i would answer that person is that i have never been to the african continent but several people who have been to the african continent tells me that when you land in africa you feel a different yes a vibe right when you land in the continent so, so so that's my point so because so really and truly it's not a black culture because it, it that's not the, it's not only the color of your skin that right. informs how you develop a culture it's not only the color of your skin it's that has a significant part in it and um but it's a lot more than that that determines how you think about the things you do right and a and, lot and, more than the color of your skin and and the thing about it is that the reason why we say a black culture is because of the way people really? react to the to the black skin including us right. yeah and and so because especially in our western experience we have that common experience of how we dealt with because of our skin people talk about the black culture but but like you say if you land in nigeria or ghana or guinea-bissau or anyone any one of those other countries it's a different culture it's not a black culture it's a it's culture that belongs culture. to 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 that to that part of the world that influenced by climate yes, but it's and, more likely and, you will find something called an african culture because and i would say that in those who have ascended from the african continent or who were enslaved there's a continuity a commonality that may be more prominent on the continent but it's still, it's less, it's less yeah. prominent here because we haven't found that past we don't know so it it would be to it would be maybe in in degree but mm. there would be that more less rugged individualism and more community there would be more um coexistence and less um polarization so that would be like more an expression of an African culture because that was the majority way of life of life of on the African continent as, right. as opposed to maybe other continents. Because Africa is a and and I venture to say that that is so because Africa is a continent of abundance. Right. So so the scarcity that existed that would encourage competition and war and, and that sort of thing didn't quite exist in Africa. That's the point. Uh, we didn't have the harsh um, winters to deal with. Most of Africa don't have the harsh winter. And, and, not, and the African civilization had been in existence for so much longer. So they, yeah. they would have learned more. And That's so 
And so definitely, I think that the African, there, there is an African culture. Yeah, there's that, an African um, culture. Because yeah. it's not only, and going back to that, it's not only, and that's what the modern science shows, it's not only the physical aspects of ourselves we inherit. We inherit the psychological and mental aspects as well. Yes. So, so if you want to say there's a black culture there, that's a physical aspect of ourselves. But it's there are other aspects that we've inherited. The way we we deal with nature, the way we deal with family that we have inherited, that's there as part of our inheritance. But we don't. We're not aware of it. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's not there. Mm -hmm. And the only way we can become aware of it is to find out who we were before who we are now. Who we right. were before somebody made us who we are now. Who because we, we didn't now. make ourselves who we are now, and we have to admit that. And 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 so so that's what I would say about that. That that's that would be part of. Uh, my contribution to the question about black culture. I think it's 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 not necessarily that is to say we have an African culture um, or culture, well, but not based on on the color black. I, I was I was reading something from uh, a viewer, mm. pure pure research conducted an in depth online survey of nearly four thousand black adults. In 2021, overall, a total of 76% of Black adults say that being Black is extremely important. 54% um, very important. 22% um, um, say this is how they think of themselves. So right. maybe, 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 it's, maybe the tide is turning. I don't know. Well, maybe, well, well yeah. it is. It yeah. is. It is. It, it, I mean, if you, I mean, if you just take um, me as an individual, um, the way I was brought up, my training, blah blah blah, and I end up being so touched to my unknown past in Africa. I, it must mean that the tides are changing, and um, and I think that will continue to happen because the. Things like the information age, the internet um, has made it possible and much easier for the younger minds to be exposed to that type of information that will determine who they really are at the end of the day. Whereas before, we were only subjected to what the, the system think we should know. That no longer is the case. So whether we find it by accident, whether we get motivated enough to go and, and, search, and, for uh, yeah. and search for it or, or whether we we accept the reset and 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 go from um outside government to self-government because for me the 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 reset as you were saying is really about self-governance it's about starting to govern ourselves rather than letting Others do all the governance of our person, ourselves, and our daily lives, and I think that is what is maybe the most important thing to to start to make decisions about ourselves for ourselves. But to do that, you must have the information, 
and the information is in things that happened in the past. The so past. you must go back to the past because, mm -hmm. as they say, there is nothing new under the sun. So whatever challenges we have, there were those people had similar challenges before. But if you don't even know how they approached it or what mistakes they made in dealing with it, then you're at a significant disadvantage. Right. So I think the history of the past and not the past that ends in slavery, the, the past that existed long, 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 long before there was, um, to be honest, and, and, and there, was, there was a human being called the European. I think we need, <laughs> we need to go back. To, yeah. and, and the information is there. The information is there. You know, and, and all the great accomplishments that were um, taken from there and repackaged and presented to us as coming from a different place. Um, all that information is there. Um, last few minutes, so I'm going to let you just wrap it up. I think we had a pretty interesting discussion, and from the comments that we're getting, pretty engaged audience too. Um, so just just wrap it up. Well, well, I don't have much to say to wrap it up. I think I spoke too much already. So I'll just say <laughs> thanks for the opportunity um, to honor my ancestors again and to share in the wider community and to get the opportunity to share my thoughts and perspectives with the listening audience. And I appreciate the fact that um, people actually sat and listened to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I give thanks and uh, I'll continue to count those blessings. Oh, we had an awesome conversation. And, um, you know, it, it's like meeting a friend, you share a meal, you know. Yeah. Um, you meet somebody, you share a domino game. It's the same kind of thing. Sharing ideas is Sharing on idea. that same is on that same um plane of exchanging ideas. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes with that. Yeah. yeah, it's not about separation, it's about coming yeah. together. And helping, you know, by by talking to each other, you help me to see yeah. something about myself that I may have been blind to because right. it's me, and, and, you know? it, and it helps me to hone my what I've found. That's why sometimes I do it. It helps me to really test what I'm thinking and hone my my thoughts and you know exactly them and, yeah, when, exactly. especially when the question right and and you know also with the viewers and the listeners um they're busy you know the, mm -hmm. the way life has has you that you go to bed, you wake up you go to work you come back and you do it programming again. is not easy <laughs> right and so and so a program like this which encourages people to think about their thoughts and think about yeah. your identity and what influences your decisions is very, very important. Um, as Rasta say, it helps us to stay conscious and consciousness is everything, you know? And so, so thank you for that. Um, I, I, right. I neglected to mention that we do have, um, from last week, uh, a radio in uh, Montreal, I think SBE Radio, it's a Haitian-based radio station that has started carrying the program live. So lis listeners out there in Canada, um, you know, good evening to you. Uh, sorry, I didn't say it up front, but we we were delighted that you're carrying um, this weekend interview. And to all the other listeners who, who stayed up and who stayed with us, thank you for that. I hope you found this conversation inspiring, and that you'll come back next week, Wednesday. And um, this was this is the last Wednesday in January. January was Awareness Month. Uh, I don't want you to go unaware, unconscious in February, but um, you know. Uh, we we definitely have a few things coming up in 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 February and for the rest and for the rest of the year. Um, that's what we try to do on this weekend interview. Just bring you 
stuff that's relevant but different from what you get from using your remote control or your mouse or whatever it is and, and really have that discussion and so ip before i let you go if you want to um i didn't ask you about it before but if you want to uh you want to tell listeners about your practice and where they can find you and that sort of thing well easy um oh yeah and before i do i just like to say encourage you to keep up the the good work that you guys do and and you know and and hope that the, we can have a lot more of this and you stay around for a long time because I thank think you man thank you very much i wish you the same useful program um the other hey, me well i'm easy to find i'm in dominica you just have to ask for me you know <laughs> <laughs> that is true although there's another there's a young ent surgeon um as well there's a young ent specialist as well it was easier before because i was the only ent specialist mm -hmm. but it's easy to find me um although i am doing less and less uh, medical work these days i am more uh, concentrated on, on on farming activities and, and oh that type you're a farmer well soil, uh, yeah? <laughs> i'm careful <laughs> when they use that word but um, <laughs> Trying to ground as often as I can. Mm. So um, yes, but it's it's um, my office number is four four eight three five five one and two seven five three five five one. We also I'm also part of a, a group who we've just established the first what we call ambulatory surgical center in dominica where we do ambulatory surgery what we mean by that is um you can come in privately have your surgery and go on the same day for mm -hmm. surgeries that are not major and um I, i've been um that has been established with two other medical colleagues so that's maybe where um most of my um medical Time is being spent now. My time in medicine. Trying Where is to... that institution located? It's in Goodwill. It's in Goodwill. Goodwill. It's called okay. Premier Medical Services, but it's really a service for surgeons who want to operate on patients privately instead of them having to wait to go to the hospital. And if you know they're willing to to have the service privately and willing to pay for it, obviously you'd have to pay for it as opposed to at the hospital um but it is hope that it will improve the access to and the quality of healthcare services in dominica especially for minor surgeries where you don't need to stay overnight you have coming in the morning you have your surgery your surgeon and then you go home so okay it's something that that's not that's pretty pretty new and um that i would like to take this opportunity to promote to listen oh, certainly certainly <clears throat> all right, so IP, thank you so much for all coming. All right, okay, see you all. All the best. Uh, it was a pleasure. All the best yeah, to you too. Okay. Yeah, listeners, um, as I said, pretty exciting conversation. How do we think about our identity? Who are you? What does it mean if you say you're a Dominican? What does it mean if you say you're a black man? What are the different parameters, what are the circumstances that influenced how you think about yourself? Do we even think about that? Uh, is it just automatic and knee-jerk, as IP said, because we were born in Dominica, we say we are Dominican? Um, 
what is it? Columbus lost his way and call us, call the place the West Indies and we identify ourselves as West Indian. What does that mean? So that was what the program was about tonight, thinking about how we think about ourselves and identifying the areas where we can think better about ourselves and have better results and shaping it really for those that come after us. And we did this program in recognition of the African day and Afro-descendant culture. And, and um, IP says he's the, he didn't descend, he's ascendants or ascendants of Africans. Um, very interesting discussion. Um, end, of, end, end of January, the Awareness Month. And so listeners, thank you for staying with us. We went a little bit over, um, but I think it was necessary because these conversations are so important. Um, and as I said, we do it because you cannot find, or it's difficult to find those kind of conversations in the context that we have them anywhere else. And, and um, I hope if you listen to us tonight for the first time, that you will become also a, um, a regular listener. All right, if you and Dominica enjoy carnival, it's part of culture, it's the, the musical and, and social part of our culture. Enjoy that, stay safe. All right. Um, watch the alcohol consumption, which is another part of our culture, um, because our roads are becoming more dangerous, our vehicles are getting faster. Um, too many accidents, too many accidents. And um, leave the weapon at home, you know, so you don't, in the, in the heat of the moment, make a brass decision that you wouldn't have made otherwise. Leave the, leave the weapons at home, uh, leave them in the car. I don't know, just don't go into an alcohol setting with a gun or a knife and then you just behave um, the way you would normally behave. But be safe and we'll do this again next week, Wednesday. And if you're celebrating your birthday this week, happy birthday, happy anniversary to you. Um, and just, you know, have a great rest of the week into next week. Good night, everyone.